with the Acosta's Life podcast where we want you guys to walk with us as we walk with Christ through this thing called life and we are back with another season video podcast yep, yep, yep. everything man everything hey guys so everything's good yes guys um so like my baby just said we are coming back with a new season so we didn't know we were going to do seasons. We had we thought we were just going to do episodes after episodes. And I know we didn't announce it to you guys that we were going to do seasons. But here's the announcement. We're doing seasons, guys. So um, at the end of December, we were ready to just make content. But we saw that we weren't really in the place to make the content. Um, we had had such a long, amazing year in 2022. The Lord was just doing so much. We we launched our podcast. The last podcast you guys saw was with Vanessa and Erlen Rivera. Shout out to them. We loved having them on our podcast. A lot of you guys loved having us having them on our podcast as well. And so it was just it was just amazing to end off the year that way. And first, I want to say Happy New Year. Happy New Year because we have not said Happy New Year officially. Happy New Year. Um, so basically what ended up happening is in the month of January, the Lord just pressed on our heart to take a month of sabbatical. Maybe you want to explain a little bit more about like how we did that. Uh, No, you can keep going. You're doing, you have a groove. Okay. So in the month of January, we did a sabbatical. And if, if you guys don't know what a sabbatical is, it's basically just like a time of rest. And, um, even Jesus talks about it in the Bible of how he would heal on the Sabbath because back then the Sabbath was considered the day of rest and it was a holy day and you weren't supposed to do any miracles. And that's how Jesus like turned all these tables around because he did things that wasn't the norm. Um, so different religions believe that a certain day is set for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was made for man. And that's what the Bible talks about. The Sabbath was made for man because it is a time for us to rest and reflect on everything that God is doing and has done. And just a time to really see what he's going to do, right? It's a time for vision. It's a time for him to speak. It's a time yeah. for him to replenish you and to give you strength. So we got our strength back in the month of January and we got a lot of clarity. We got a lot of vision and so when during that month of January, we were like, wow, I think we should do this like every three months, every three months, we should have a season, a season for our podcast where we just go hard for three months and then we rest for another month. And if you've been following us on YouTube on the Acosta's Life journey, um, we take a lot of monthly breaks and most of the time they're out of nowhere. But I think that's just God really pushing us to be like, hey, like, Make this a part of your routine. Make this a part of your groove. Make this a part of your lifestyle where you take a month to really reflect on on the hard work that you're doing. Get replenished, get restored, get new ideas, get fresh ideas and keep on going. So that's what we're going to start doing, guys. We're going to start doing a season every three months. So this season is going to be February, March and April. And then in May, we're going to be taking another break. Um, During that break, 
we may not be posting, but we still may be making content. So that way in June, we already have pre-recorded content of everything yeah. God has done and just keep going like that. Yeah. Yeah. Everything she said, man, everything she said, she said it perfectly. There's not really much for me to add. Um, January has definitely been a great month. Yeah. Um, there's been a month that God has just been moving so much. Um, if I'm honest, I'm definitely pushing through for y'all cause I'm not in the best mood and I'm tired, but you know, this is the day that we need to do a podcast. So just being a hundred transparent, um, but um yeah man um there's a lot of just milestones that happen in january um there's a lot of things that god did in january there's a lot of changes that god has done there's a lot of just things that happen and so we definitely wanted to make sure that we uh um just made a podcast just talking about um a lot of the main multiple podcasts talking about a lot of the main things that god did in january yeah so yeah so one of them that you guys are unaware of is the fact that my husband decided to get rebaptized, guys. Give it up for my baby. Woo woo. My husband got rebaptized, guys, at Elevation Church. And it's something that you've been wanting to do for a minute, right, baby? Yeah. Um, definitely something we want to do for a long time. So um, I mean, I feel like we I, I haven't really like uh like, you guys know I follow God, you know what I mean? Like, you guys know, you know, but I, I feel like you guys don't understand, like, you guys don't know the details of it because it's not that I haven't shared it. It's just it's just that I share it in, like, small bits and pieces yeah. in, our, in our videos and stuff like that. So, this wasn't, like, my first time getting baptized. This was actually my second. Um, I was, I, I, I came to Christ when I was 12 years old. I got baptized when I was, like, 13 14 um one of those ages um but the reason i wanted to just get baptized again is because you know i'm a grown man now you know what i mean um so that's happened when i was a kid you know yeah. i'm still just trying to figure myself out figure out my faith figure everything out um jesus has really just walked me through so many things in my life that i just felt like it just truly deserved for me to publicly just uh let everybody know like i'm getting baptized as the god person and man of god that i am today amen and um as a representation of everything that god has brought me through and walked me through in my life so it wasn't really like for my salvation because i was already saved by the lord thank god but um it was it was a it was a declaration of the transformation that he made inside of me Mm. And so um, and I just felt like it was just such a powerful day because, I mean, Elevation Church has been a church that I watched for a long time, like a long time. Yeah. And so um, how long? Shoes since I was like in middle school, middle school, like high middle school, high school. um, I used to just walk around listening to Pastor Stephen Furtick, like in my in my your headphones you know um like he really just helped me a lot in my walk with god and so for us to be in north carolina where elevation is 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 based and to be actually at the elevation that's the headquarters for all of elevation um and then to get baptized there like it was it was a crazy experience yeah Um, it was really beautiful yeah because of the fact that like it actually happened like during the service Mm -hmm. so they had like 
two baptisms happened. So one shout out to our sister Yvette. Yes. She she had got rebaptized in the nine thirty one. Yeah. But then I got baptized in the eleven thirty one. Yeah. Um and so the pastor basically just like it was during MLK weekend and yeah. the pastor basically just took a moment during the service in front of everybody. Like everybody in that campus is like looking at me. I had all my e group people. So shout out to yeah. our e group leaders, it you know, our amazing. marriage e group leaders, Lou and Alicia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my wife was there, my brother was there, my mother in law was there, Mama Kim. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, like just a lot of friends and family that we've made here. They were all there. And so just seeing everybody there, just like celebrating, you know, what it is that God is doing in my life, like, yeah, I just feel like that's honestly like, in my life never happened you know so it was just like a surreal experience it was really cool to see how they stopped the whole entire service and then they put a spotlight i was like oh shoot if that was me i would be freaking out um but they put a spotlight like i didn't even know they had that much lighting but they put a spotlight directly on my baby it was like yeah we just want to shout out swinton acosta he's getting baptized today we'll put a clip for you guys hopefully it'll it'll work out but if not go check out our instagram we're gonna probably be posting a reel about it yeah but they just shouted my baby out and they told a little bit of your testimony and um before the the days and weeks leading up to it he had to actually share his testimony with the e-group director yeah shout, out to, director. shout out to derek yeah i yeah. had to share it with derek and so he was ending up, he told him there, he told Derek his testimony. And so then on stage, the pastor was just speaking about his testimony. I think he did a really great job of he summarizing what your testimony was. And um, it was just really awesome because like you said, everybody gathered around you and prayed over you. And I was recording and I was taking pictures and just cheering you on. So it was really beautiful to just see how community really wrapped their arms around you. Like you had mentioned that you've never experienced before. Yeah. And if i'm honest like in my walk with god i've always just felt alone like because Mm -hmm. when when you come to christ as a young kid a lot of people nobody understands you like honestly no one like not your parents not your friends like because you have just a different type of relationship with god and so i always felt like i was the one that had to like be the light and there was just only darkness around me like, so there wasn't really a lot of people that, like, understood me. There wasn't a lot of people that I had that were friends. Because even my best friend now, like, he's a follower of Christ now, but he wasn't a follower of Christ for all the time that I knew him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and then, like, my relationship with God was different than my family's relationship with God. And so, um, <clears throat> um, it was just, it was just, like, a surreal moment because I just feel like a lot of people don't understand the depth of, like, everything that I had to go through in order to like become the person that I am today, like just not having any male figures like that around you and still wanting to be a husband, still wanting to be a father, still wanting to be a businessman, still wanting to be a man of God above all things, but like no one walking with you to tell you how. And so that's why it felt so special going to Elevation Church because Pastor Stephen Furtick was one of those guys I used to listen to. Yeah. Like, you know, so I used to listen to him. I used to listen to Tony Evans. I used to listen to Miles Monroe. I had Mr. Bruce in my life, who who was a great mentor of mine. You know, I had just a lot of guys that I didn't know personally, but they were pouring into me because yeah. those are the only, like, male figures I had. Yeah. But, like, still, in real life, though, like, I didn't really have a lot of people that really understood the depth of everything I had to just 
experience like attack yeah. attacks from the enemy um even struggling with pornography like you know that's another thing that a lot of people know and i'm not sh- sh- like shy about it or shameful about it yeah but I, I don't think i've ever like mentioned it on youtube but um yeah. yeah like just struggling with pornography you know struggling with like validation and relationships because yeah. of the hole i had in my heart from like not having a father always wanting to like you know it's just a lot it's a yeah. lot to process like emotionally spiritually physically mentally like everything and so i had to like my relationship with god is really just um intimate hmm. because yeah. like he was the only person i had like he genuinely like even today nowadays like Sometimes I'll be going to him because I'm like, Lord, you're the only person that really understands me, like genuinely, because like when I was going through a lot of things I was going through in my life, like there was a lot of things I had to process. I had to process why I was doing it or why it happened to me. I had to process my relationship with God. I had to process so many things and I didn't really have like a lot of people around me to help me do that. So it was just constantly me every day, just waking up and just getting on my knees face down on the floor and asking the Lord to talk to me. Yeah. That's literally what most of my my relationship with God was period. And so just to like go from that, to feel like you're walking alone to feel like nobody understands you to like, then you have, then you're getting rebaptized and like you literally have a whole community around you, like laying their hands on you. And, and like, men. like everybody who no, was around men. you were men. Like, Derek was a man. The other guy, I don't know what his name was, but he baptized you with Derek. Yeah. You know his name? No, I don't know. I, I didn't. I never knew him. And then you had our e-group leader who was also a man. You had Eddie. You had Christian. You Pastor had Lynn. Phillip, you had Lynn. Pastor Philip. Like yeah. you had men actually encouraging you and surrounding you. And all of these men are married. Yeah. Like it, it, I, that's, that's why coming to North Carolina really changed my life because yeah. this was the first time I would say the first, first time that I saw like marriage marriage was when we went to the EXO marriage conference. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we like, were like, what the heck yeah, is like, going on? Yeah. Like we didn't on? even, so we went to Tampa with Mr. Bruce, yeah. you know, and his family, Miss Mimi, Ben, yeah. his wife, Angel, like, they're all married, you know, and, um, yeah, like he paid for our ticket to go to EXO Marriage Conference. And that was the first time in my life, yeah. in my entire life, that I saw a room of married people who genuinely were for marriage, who had God in the center of their lives, who had kids, who had businesses and weren't ashamed of it. Yeah. Um, and that it wasn't like a dinosaur thing. Mm. Like it wasn't like extinct. Ancient. Yeah. yeah. Like it wasn't an extinct thing. Yeah. You know, so like good. It, me growing up, good marriages were extinct. Like, it was just, like, that's not something that you even think can happen. So, for me, like, I always told myself, I, I want that. Like, I want to be yeah. a, a true disciple of Jesus. Like, I want people to be over my house having Bible study. I want to feed the homeless. I want to do all this stuff because I, I wasn't given a room to do it or I didn't see it happen yeah. growing up, you know. So, that was the first time I saw marriages. But when I came to North Carolina, this was the first time I saw men. Like, this was the first time I saw men, like, yeah. all men that really loved God, yeah, really loved their wives, like, really loved their mm-hmm. kids, really worked hard for their family, and, like, really separated themselves from their blood families to yeah. build their own. Like, this was the first time I, I saw that, and I experienced it. Like, experience 
a man hugging me and telling yeah. me, bro, I love you. And like, he really means that, you know, like, yeah. Or even praying. Yeah. For like, you. let me pray Holy for you. Spirit filled. Yeah. Like, let me pray for you real quick. And like, you know, like even before I got baptized, like our, our, our e-group leader, Lou, he's like the husband, you know, and he's the leader of our marriage group. And before I got baptized, like he, he just grabbed me, like, like he grabbed my hand, like, and just held it like, like firmly but in a loving way yeah. like kind of like wrapping arms like me, secure like, yeah like i got your back yeah. and then he hugged me and he started praying for me and that was honestly one of the most powerful moments i've ever experienced in my life and honestly from my point of my point of like view and my perspective like i didn't even know that he was praying for you and i'm over here like okay like i'm trying to get the camera and i'm trying to do all this stuff because i really want to make sure i capture the moment yeah and everybody else you remember the older ladies that were helping you Mm -hmm. like they were like oh come 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 and they were trying to like lead me to you and i just never saw anybody really know us as a unit and respect Mm. us in that way of like no like you should be going to go pray for your husband and with him and like i don't know it was just so amazing because you had people taking care of you and then i also had people taking care of me to support you but it wasn't even like about me it was about like the importance of your baptism and like the importance of having your wife there to support you and they knew that i wanted to be involved so they were just trying to like gather me and i thought that that was so amazing that like most of the time people just don't care about you like they're like okay like we're just going to let them be and however they want this day to be but they actually like everybody was like yo it was a crazy day because we also had baby dedications that day. Yeah, Eliana and, got and our uh, beautiful dedicated. daughter got dedicated. Like yeah, it was a power, it was a powerful day, bro. Yeah, and people could feel that in the room. Like people could feel how important it was. People were coming up to him after his baptism, saying, "Wow, like out of all the baptisms I've seen, like that one was my favorite, or like that one was the one that impacted the me the most." Yeah, yeah. it was because it was powerful. It was like, and 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 like I witnessed everything because. It was MLK Day. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So before I even got baptized, they're playing a video about MLK. Yeah. So it's like you're playing a video about MLK. Then my baptism happens, right? Which was right after worship. But right? the crazy thing is, is if it wasn't for MLK, we wouldn't have even been able to be in that room with white people and black people, Hispanic people, That's and what like I'm all the different colors in the room that we're yeah. just able to be like meshed together. Yeah, and like honestly, if I'm being completely Unity. honest. Yeah, like, if I'm being completely honest, like, I just feel like a lot of people, like, they hear they hear what I do in my life, but they don't understand the depth of it. Like, when I tell them, yeah, like, I'm 22, like, when I tell them my life, I'm like, yeah, I have a wife. We've been married for almost two, for two years now, two years. Amen. Yeah. And then I have a daughter who's Two six. going on three, baby. Yeah, facts. <laughs> I'd be like, yo, I was like, yo, we made two years almost like two months ago like yeah. it was december 19th yeah but. almost two months ago but yeah and then i have a daughter who's six months and six like months, you know we moved and mm-hmm. we did all this stuff and then i tell them yeah and i'm 22 you know like uh, some people will be like dang like that's young you know but then most people don't understand the depth of what that means the crazy I'm like, thing that is means- sorry i didn't mean to interrupt but the crazy thing is is like you say I'm married for two years. I have a six month old and everybody's like, oh my gosh, wow, that's crazy. And then it's like, you say you're 22 and it's like, it's just, just like get confused. confusion. Yeah. Like they just get confused. Like, you know, like if I was a 30 year old man and I heard that like a kid was doing that, cause I still see him as a kid, honestly, probably. 
Like if a kid was telling me, yeah, I got married at fresh 20, I'm like, oh, shoot. You know what I mean? But like if I was a man that was 30 and I hear a guy say that, like I'm not just going to brush that off. I'm going to be yeah. like, bro, like you've been married for two years and you're 22 years it's old. It's just they can't comprehend it, baby. They yeah, but their brain is like air. Yeah, like. so, yeah, bro, but <laughs> I was just saying like, yo, like it's just like um, I forgot the first point I was making. You were saying how like crazy, how how people don't really understand what oh, you've yeah. had to go through. So it's like it's just it, I feel like it was a powerful moment because people would never understand the depth of what MLK went through, too. Yeah, ooh, you, you know like what I'm that. saying. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's like you have a person that is edging their way in history, and change history. Yeah, you know it's video playing, and then like my wife said, then the next thing happens is the light ends up coming on me, mm. and I just felt like it was like, yo, you're making history too. Amen. Like you, you know what I'm saying. Like you and your wife are gonna be the, you are the first godly married couple. In both of your generations. Yeah. You both were the first two in your household and her in her generations period to graduate college. Yeah. Your daughter is going to be raised in a home with a mother and father, which we both never experienced. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I really just started soaking in that moment like, yo, like. This is history, bro. Like this is history. But also, baby, your history, because you are the first godly man in your family. Like, I would say godly, like living it out, walking it out, talk like not just talking the talk, but like walking it out. Yeah. And I know your grandparents were of faith as well. And I don't know how their faith was, but your your grandparents are great grandparents. Great grandparents. Your great grandparents. But in terms of changing history, like you're the one that's doing that. You're the one that everybody in your family even knows it like you minister to everybody like you go and you talk to everybody on the street you talk to the, your neighbors you talk to your coworkers. you talk to everybody just sharing the gospel and i don't know if anybody's ever done that in your family like you have always been the light which i love that the light was on you you have always been the light of christ you have always went and shared your faith publicly and boldly but nobody ever knew what you were suffering with in the inside and i think that's what made this rebaptism so beautiful because a lot of people will see my husband as a Jesus boy or Jesus freak or Jesus geek or whatever they used to call him because he would walk around with his Bible and he would go talking to G- about Jesus to everyone and he would be trying to help so many other people to be free to live for Christ and to really just know that they were loved and that they were seen by God And I remember when I first met him, like God would just always speak to me and telling me like, I love him. Like, I love my son. Like, tell him that I love him. And I would remember I would always tell you like, God loves you, babe. Like, even before we were dating, like I would just pray that you would know the love of God, that you would feel the love of God and that you wouldn't be so hard on yourself and that you wouldn't feel shame or condemnation or any of those things because God really loved you. And I just think like, this whole baptism was just a symbolism of you really knowing that of you really knowing God's love you really knowing that no matter what your past looked like no matter what it looked like even when you were walking with Christ that you have finally tapped into the freedom that you've always wanted and that you've always been sharing with others yeah and I I can truly say and I just want to say thank you babe for everything you said but um I can truly say that like I I used to read I used to read the word 
and it used to talk about who the sum says free is free indeed mm. it used to talk about like christ has set you free so stay free like don't settle yeah. for a yoke of slavery right and so like i the reason why i would be so hard on myself is because like i'm telling people like who the sum says free is free indeed but i'm still struggling with habits that i had Mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like i'm still struggling with pornography i'm still struggling with not being able to control my emotions like i'm still struggling with all these things and the reason why i got rebaptized is because there's a lot of people that they come to christ and everything comes away from them yeah but then there's other people who have come to christ and they have to walk through everything and it's a yeah. process and so for me it was a process like yeah. it was a genuine process because of the fact that not only wasn't not only did I not have anybody around me to help me walk through Christ, but I never really even saw anybody really walk at, with Christ every single day in the in the small things. Yeah. In 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 conversations, when you're driving in traffic, when your spouse does something that you don't like, you know what I'm saying? Because those were the things that matter. Yeah. That's the stuff that ma- like and honestly, we didn't see it until we got here. Yeah, we didn't. Because like, bro. we lived in South Florida, and I'm here as a witness that what we were doing and how we were living in South Florida is unheard of. And yeah, there are some people who do it, but there's so many people that you don't ever really get to meet those people. Like, you don't really get to, like, walk with them. Like, you may see them at church, but you don't know their life. Yeah, bro, That's and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, what I'm saying is is that The reason why I was so hard on myself is because I didn't care about my public image. I wanted to walk with Christ in private. Like, because when you're in private, that's who you truly are. And we were just having this conversation yesterday. Like, I can go out and tell everybody about Christ and everybody thinks I'm a great guy. But if I'm at home and my wife can't talk to me, then what is that really showing? Because that's what God cares about. Yeah. That's what God cares about more than me reaching a thousand million people on social media. Yeah. He cares about how I truly walk every day in private when no one's watching me. Yeah. And that's what I care about, too, because that's what God cares about. You know what I'm saying? But I came to a place in my life where I realized I can't truly accept Christ's freedom if I first didn't accept his love. Mm. That's so good. Yeah, because like. You can't truly be free unless you know that the person that you're around really loves you. Mm. Like, but what does the Bible say? The Bible says perfect love. Cast out all fear. Cast out all fear and love covers a multitude of sins. Yeah. And I just really had to understand because let me tell you something. What I learned is that. Uh, shout out to my cousin Sully. She said that God has a m- bad marketing team. Facts. He has a bad mark. We're his marketing team. Like yeah. the people of Christ are his marketing team, but people's love is conditional. Mm. They only love you, or they only see you as a man of God, or they only see you as a good guy or a good person when you're doing not even the right thing. What you, what they want you to do. Yeah. Which is human condition. Like It's just a human condition. We can't love like God loves. We can try and we can have the Holy Spirit to ask him to help us to love others unconditionally. But eventually you're going to be in sin and you're not going to be able to do it, which is why it's God's love that yeah. is unconditional, not us. Yeah. And like, so for me, I'm just like, bro, like 
it wasn't until I accepted the fact that God's con- love is unconditional. Mm. Because, like, even in Romans 8, like, um, it says that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither anything on heaven or earth or hell can separate you from the love of God. Yeah, I remember there's, you always used to tell me that verse when I met you. There's nothing. Yeah. And so it's one thing to really talk. It's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to embrace that. Yeah. Like, it's another thing to really understand that for yourself. Yeah. You know, and so it wasn't until I understand that God loved me and that I can't take away his love that I was able to actually accept the freedom that came with him. Because for me, I was saying God's love was unconditional, but I wasn't acting like it. Oh, yeah, I had a good I had a good day with God today because I didn't watch pornography. That's Mm. not what it means to have Mm. a good day with God. Yeah, that's not what that means, because your heart can be so filthy. But because you didn't do one thing, you think that you had a good day with God. That's not what that means. And so what I realized is that God doesn't count good days or bad days. He just counts days with me. Mm. That's all he cares about. All he cares about is, yo, if you beat up, that you with me. If you healthy, you with me. All he cares about is if you're us doubting, you're with me. If you're struggling, crying, you're, you're with, with me. me. If you're struggling, you're with me. If you're crying, if you need me, that you're crying out to me. If you need me, that I have your heart. He cares about your heart. Yeah. He doesn't care about your actions more than he cares about your heart because. And your heart was always with the Lord, but you just, I feel like there was um, a disconnect, right? Like. Your heart was with the Lord, but you didn't know how to be free. Like you did everything. You prayed, you journaled, you cried out to the Lord. Like you learned so much about yourself and you started to like, I think that's when, when you started to learn more about yourself, because I feel like there's a difference between you wanting to live for Christ and having your identity in Christ as a, as a son of God. And then just knowing that Swinton Acosta is still loved by God because you were already his. And so when you began to learn more about yourself and who God created you to be and why you had the habits that you did, why you had the mindsets that you did, why, what, like how the way that you grew up affected you, how everything that you ever saw growing up inside and outside of your home really affected you. And it's okay to say that it affected you in a positive and negative way but it all made you who you are. And so I feel like for so long, there was a disconnect between like Jesus, like the Jesus boy. And then like you No, it and like everybody yeah, and know a, you for like the Jesus boy, but like only you knew you for you. And I think that goes back to what you were saying in the beginning of the podcast. Like God was the only one who really knew you for you and accepted you for you period. with all your flaws and all your imperfections. Yeah. And I, I could definitely say that's a thousand percent. Right. Like, I, my identity was so heavy in what I can do for God and what I can do for him Yeah, that I spent more time learning about how I can do things for him mm-hmm. instead of learning me. Yeah. Because ultimately I need to know God and know myself. And then from that, everything I do will flow. Yeah. But what was happening is I was trying to find my identity in what I did. Yeah. And that's just the truth. But the truth is, yeah. the Bible says that God has God chose you before the earth was even formed. He chose you before you can even do anything. Yeah. So like good. he literally knitted you in your mother's womb. He knew you in your mother's womb. He knew you before you can do a thing for him. 
So for me, that's what I had to really understand and learn. It wasn't that God, that's religion. Yeah. That's literally religion. Yeah. Like it's literally being under the law. I had to break free from the spirit of religion. Yeah, like, so good. That's literally what it was because religion says based on what you do, you're going to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, every other religion in the world, it says like, if you don't do this, if you don't do that, you have to do this, you have to do that. Yeah, you, you have to pray like seven prayers. Pray like seven or, prayers a day. Or if you don't if you don't eat something a certain way, or if you don't eat this, then you then yeah, even might, the Jews. Then you might go to hell or you might you know what I'm saying? Like and they, they they're they running around scared. Yeah. But in Christianity and our faith in Jesus, what he did on the cross was enough. Amen. And I just felt like I was still treating it like what he did on the cross wasn't enough. Yeah. Like I was like, God, like it's your, you would do what you did on the cross. Plus what I do. Mm, that's so good. You and know, the word that God gave me and I say me because I struggled with that a lot too, is performance based relationship. The higher you perform, the closer you are to God, mm-hmm. the more works that you do, the closer you are to God, the more you read your Bible, the closer you are to God. I mean, you are closer to God, but you can know all the scriptures in the world just like the Pharisees did and, and not, not be even close to God. and not even know God. Yeah. Because the Bible says that if you don't know the Father, then you don't know me. If yeah. you don't know the love of the Father, then you don't know me. Yeah. So it's like you can know scriptures all day. Yeah. You can recite them, you can speak in tongues, you can the bo- bro <laughs> you can bro, do everything. Where's first Corinthians, bro? Where's first Corinthians, bro? Come on, man. I'm like, bro, we've been talking about the word, but I'm gonna actually open it real quick. Where's first Corinthians? Go ahead, baby. Go ahead. All right, second Corinthians. First Corinthians, here you go. First Corinthians thirteen. Yeah, um, First Corinthians thirteen. Yeah, it says it towards the end. Let me see. Oh yeah, so First Corinthians thirteen, verse one. I'm reading from the NIV version. I usually read NLT, but Elevation, shout out to Elevation, they give out Bibles. Yes, and it's an NIV, but it says, "If I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal." If I have the gift of prophecy, that's two things that the church like worships. Mm. Like they literally say, yeah, like, like, oh, yeah, we see that you have God because you're speaking in tongues because you're you're saying prophecies. Yeah. So those are the first two things that Paul talks about. He said, if you speak in tongues, but you don't have love, you're near. You're merely just a resounding gong. Mm hmm. He says, if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. Yeah. But if I have a faith that can move mountains, and I, and I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. You are nothing. I had a faith that can move mountains. Hmm. I, I, God allowed me to fathom a lot of mysteries and knowledge. Yeah. I was able age. to speak prophetically. Yeah. But what I didn't get was his love. Yeah. And that's the first thing you need to understand with God. Yeah, because his love is the only way the Bible says in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Yeah. It was love that sent him. Yeah. So once I truly understood the depth of God's love, yeah, it changed my life. Yeah. And I remember people used to always tell you that you reminded them of that you reminded them of David, a man after God, God's own heart. But like, I think that was just God always speaking to you of saying like, son, like you're a man after my own heart, 
but you can be after God's heart, but not accept his heart for you. Yeah. Like you have to accept God's love for you. You can't just always be like, God, let me love you. Let me do for you. Let me. He's like, bro, I already you. All I need you to do is be you. That's it. Like That's all I need just you to be. do. And I had to just learn like because I always was just, you know, I had a I loved just being who God made me to be. Yeah. You know, like I always did, right? But what I was struggling with was just identity. Like it was the identity part and where all the stuff that I was came from. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's not about knowing. It, one part is knowing who you are, but also another part is knowing where you come from. Like yeah. you need to know. Like that's why I love history. I mm. love history because it helps you understand where you came from. Yeah. It helps you understand where your generations before you came from, where lineage you came from, what parts of the world you come from. Like it helps you understand you. Like, yeah. you know, and knowing God's love for you helps you understand you. It gives you the freedom to actually be able to explore more of who you are. Because another thing is like I was just merely a basketball player to me. I just loved the basketball, loved basketball. But through God, I was able to understand, yo, you know what? I don't, I'm not just a basketball player. I'm, I'm going to be a husband one day. I'm going to be a father one day. God's allowing me to be a businessman. But most of all, I'm a disciple of Christ before anything. Yeah. You know, and so just really just understanding that, like really just having an anchor that your identity is anchored in Christ. That, yeah. like, your identity is truly just found in Christ. Yeah. You know, it gives you the freedom to truly be you. But also, I think you never really had the freedom to express who you really were. And, and that was another factor that really played into, like, you not knowing your identity and you not ever being able to discover, like, everything that really made you you. Because it was always, like, don't tell your testimony. Don't. Don't say that because people will look at you differently. Don't say that because people will look down on you. People will drag your name if they know what you do. People will mock you. They'll ridicule you. Like, they'll just do, like, a lot of different things if they really know, like, your real testimony. And, and that's I, only I something always, that, like, you should know. Yeah, I always wanted to share my stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I, like I share it now. Like, mm-hmm. everybody I talk to in person, I, I tell them everything I've been through because... Yeah. I just feel like vulnerability and like, cause I learned another thing. God can't heal a fake you. But it says also like, may the truth set you free. Yeah. The truth is what brings freedom. If you're not being you, if you're not being the real you, the genuine you, the authentic you, if you're not being real in your emotions and what you're thinking. And if you want to kill somebody, like I think even was it Tim Ross? I talked about it. How like, what you want to do is not bad, right? Like your your thoughts, you could. I right, wanted to kill somebody's bad. <laughs> Let's just start right there. It's bad, but what I'm saying <laughs> is like, I don't know who it was, but they were saying like, um. Let's say you think that she's pretty, right? Like, that's not a bad idea. Like, you you thinking that she's pretty is not bad, but you acting on it because you didn't say it or you didn't, like, you didn't, um give that thought the attention that it needed not in terms of acting on it but in terms of acknowledging it like now because you've just let it sit there now it's taking root it's taking root you're not like exposing the enemy for thoughts that you're having because those thoughts of you wanting to murder somebody maybe they're from you maybe they're not from you maybe they're just a thought from the enemy but you have to like 
proclaim that to God, even if you don't say it to anybody else, say, God, like, I'm honest with God. Look, like, I've had some pretty bad thoughts in my life. And I'm like, you know what, Lord? Like, what am I going to do? Just allow these thoughts, whether they're from me or whether they're from the enemy, to just stay in my brain and for them to just stay with me. Like, no, God, I'm going to tell you whatever it is that I'm feeling, even if it's that I want to kill somebody. It doesn't mean that I actually want to go through with it. But my anger and my rage, if I let it, just like Cain and Abel, the anger and rage that you have can lead to death. It's a murderous spirit. Like, rage is a merger murderous spirit so if you just let those things linger and if you just let your testimony linger and you just let the thoughts that the enemy is putting in your head linger then they're gonna take root and they're gonna eventually come out in the natural like those are spiritual warfare and spiritual things that are going on that you may not understand but god and the devil understand they understand spiritual things so it's important for us as believers to understand spiritual things and the fact that god tells us to share our testimony it says that there's power to save in the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony why does god say that because if your story stops with you then how is that a story that's going to impact and save other people's lives how is it going to set you free why does god tell us to forgive others he tells us to forgive others so that we don't hold a debt over anybody else's head why because now that's affecting us jesus came to pay the debt we're not supposed to hold debt over other people's head we're not supposed to hold wrongs over other people's head. If we're not supposed we're to not, hold unforgiveness not, over other people's we're heads. We're not God, bro. Yeah. Like, if someone didn't create, if someone didn't create you, they have no authority to tell you who you are and cancel you. Period. Um, or to like, tell you what you're, what what's what acceptable and what's yeah, not what acceptable. what you can and can't do. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, bro, God is the <laughs> one that made you. And so, the way I grew up, it was like sometimes, like they would treat it like people had authority over what God had over you. Yeah. Like they would treat, some people would treat people like they had more authority than God. And that's what the problem was. It was like, yo, like, no, like, oh, like I'm like, I'm, I'm your authority. You're supposed to listen to me. Are you supposed to honor me? You're supposed to this. I'm like, bro, I'm supposed to honor God before anybody. Yeah. God is my authority above anybody. You know what I'm saying? And if your authority is not acting in accordance with the Lord, I'm going to choose obeying the lord over you any day of the week and so for me it was just like having to fight through so many things bro like and i know a lot of people relate to this man because like a lot of people would try to get in the way like that's why jesus even told peter like get behind me satan yeah because you have a purpose that god has for you but the devil is going to use anybody he'll use your blood family he'll use your friends he'll use your co-workers he'll use yourself he'll use anybody to try to get in the way of the purpose that god has Mm -hmm. for you and so it wasn't until i said god i know you have a purpose for me but i know i can't fulfill it without you i know i can't fulfill it without me truly understanding your love for me yeah because i need to know that no matter what i do when i stumble when i fall no matter what i do that you're not gonna that you're not gonna leave me yeah you know and but also that you can be vulnerable about it yeah, with the vulnerable. lord because he already knows you yeah he and, knows and when, you i wanted to bring up david by the way in psalm 139 because like david bro D- david was a g okay mm-hmm. everybody in the bible was a g people mm-hmm. was murdering people back then for real mm-hmm. like if y'all don't know david slept with bathsheba <laughs> who was the wife of his bathsheba. first first in, first in command <laughs> Um, in his army and literally he ended up sending someone to go and kill the husband 
because of the fact mm-hmm. that he didn't want him to find out that hiding he slept with truth, his wife. So I'm truth. like, the, the Bible is, bro, is real. And and Paul, I mean, Paul, David, in Psalm 139, which is honestly one of my favorite psalms of all time, he said, um, if only you, God, would slay the wicked away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent, and your adversaries misuse your name. He says, do I hate those who hate you, Lord? And abhor those who are in rebellion against you. He said, bro, this is what he said to God. He said, I have nothing but hatred for them. Mm-hmm. He said, I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them as my enemies. Mm-hmm. But then the next thing he says is search me, God, mm-hmm. and know my heart. Yeah. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting life. So what I get from that is he's wrestling with hatred, but also giving his heart to God. He's like, God, I hate them, God, because they hate you. But at the end of the day, God, show me if what I'm doing is right or wrong. So he had that emotion. He had those thoughts in his brain. Because, I mean, if you hate somebody, the Bible says, like, if you hate a brother in your heart, then you you are committing murder to him. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're angry at a brother, then you're committing murder to him. And so... He had this intense emotion, but he ended up giving it to God. He said, God, at the end of the day, I don't want to hold on to this hatred if it means that I'm disobeying you or I'm offending you. You know, so search my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Lead me in the way of everlasting life. And that's what you need to do. Like whether it's a thought about lust, whether it's a thought about Mm -hmm. murder, whether it's a thought about hate, whether it's a thought about you know, if you're married and you think that someone's cute, bro, tell God and tell your spouse, bro. Yes. Like, we just have to be very honest. Whenever yes. I felt a pornography, bro, I told my wife. Yes. Straight up, bro. I, and I, was I happy all the time? No. No. But guess what? Like, that's when I go to the Lord because it's not about him no more. It's about me. Yeah, because like, I'm being vulnerable and honest. Mm-hmm. Like, God already knows. And now God's just got to know my honesty. That's it. And so for me, I'm just like, bro, I, I came to a place and I thank God that I learned this a, as an adult because I want my children to have that same space to, to be vulnerable. Yeah. To be able to tell me, Daddy, I know that the Bible tells me that I'm supposed to wait to have sex till marriage. But I'll be lying to you if I said I didn't want to have it. Mm-hmm. Like being able to have those conversations with my children and not yeah. irk at them or tell them, no, you know, you're not supposed to. Like letting them speak yeah. and and be honest. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like just be honest. Daddy, you know what? Like I don't really like you right now. Yeah. You know how many adults back then would have took that as disrespect? They would have slapped their child. You don't like me? Shut up. Like. Oh, you yeah. don't like me? Well, I put food on the table. I put clothes on your back. I put like they just use it. bro. Children yeah. are supposed to be able to have the room to be vulnerable. Yeah. They are literally processing through life. And that's yeah. why God calls us his children. Because we're processing through life, bro. And he knows that he's our father, bro. He knows that he needs to be there for us, but he can't be there for us if we're not telling him what's going on. Amen. And I also wanted to say, even in Psalm 139 that you pulled up before you, before you read, like, um, wh- which verse did you start at? I started here. Is this like standard? 18, 19. Mm-hmm. It, it was um, in the beginning. It says, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. Mm. You know, when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts. What were we just talking about? Yeah. 
thoughts from afar. Mm -hmm. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Mm. All my ways. And Psalm 139 is one of my favorites too because of that beginning. Like I remember I would feel like I could hide from God. I could Mm. hide my emotions. I could hide my desires. I could pray my desires away oh i want to have sex like let me just pray them all away like god please please like bro when we was dating bro we would try to pray that away and after we done praying we wanted each other more, more. i'm like what the heck is going on right and now and we bro? can talk about that in another podcast yeah. because that was just that that was just um we knew that we were for each other so Amen. what we were doing was submitting more to god and god said that we were for each other so it just would make us want each other married. more. Yes, married, it was time to get married. Um, but I would always try to feel like I could run away and go and hide. And even even in, uh, what is it, Psalm, where it says, I make my bed in hell. Is that one? It down is? Here. It is down here. Chill. Psalm 139, bro, is honestly it one says, of the most powerful um, psalms. Where is it? Is it this one? It says, oh, here we go. It says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Then it goes into saying, for you are, you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Like, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Like, it, Wait, keep going. And then it says, um, your works are wonderful. I know that full well. well. Here we go. It says, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Like, your eyes saw my unformed mm-hmm. body all, all the, the days, days ordained, ordained for me. me were written in your book before yeah. one of them came to be how precious to uh, me are your thoughts, thoughts god. god how vast is the sum of them he says where i were were i to count them so he's talking about the thoughts that god has about him they would outnumber the grains of sand on earth when i awake i'm still with you like yeah when you understand how, like, in that, it it all ties back to me getting baptized, right? Because that's what we were talking about, and we got into all this no, stuff. No, no, I was going to say something, though, because of Go this. Ahead. Like, what I was going to say is, you think that you can make your bed in hell, which is sleeping with the devil, doing things that are sinful, doing things like, let's say, watching pornography, being prideful, being arrogant, whatever it is that you struggle with. You think that because you're doing all these things that God is not with you or God is not there watching you or God has just forsaken you. It says it says that the Lord will never forsake us. Like mm-hmm. Jesus already took the forsaking on the cross for mm-hmm. us because it says that he will never leave us or forsake us anymore. Like that's a promise from God. But here it specifically states that even if you were to make your bed in hell, I've done it. I have literally like, um, what is the word? When you, um, deliberately i have deliberately done things to go against god i'm like you know what god i don't feel like you love me i don't feel like you care about me i feel like i'm just in this on my own so i'm gonna just go ahead and sin and live a sinful life and 
not saying that my husband did that, but my husband would sometimes think like, oh God, because I'm doing these things, like I'm not worthy of you or you don't love me or I don't feel your love or I don't deserve your love anymore because I'm doing all these things. But it doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter. It does matter for for you. It does matter, you know, whether you do the right thing or the wrong thing, because if you do the wrong thing, you end up you just end up hurting yourself more. So it does matter. But to God, it says the darkness is as light to you. Like God created darkness and light. Like he's not afraid of any of that. He's not afraid to go in the depths with you in your, in your bad moments in your bad times and pull you out of there or even sit with you. Like I remember we heard a story of this guy that was in a prison and Jesus went to go sit with him. Right. Yeah. He had a dream and he was just basically like in prison. And then Jesus came in with prison food with Mm -hmm. like the orange jumpsuit on everything and sat right next to him. And he said, God, like, why are you here? You know, like he was just questioning, like, why are you here? He said, because I love you. And I'm going to sit with you. And he said, oh, by the way, the door is open whenever you want to walk out. Mm -hmm. Amen. So Jesus is like, bro, I'll sit with you. That's his love. That's his love. Like, and that's why it's a love that no human will ever be able to understand. Because God understands every single one of his children. Yeah. He understands everything they need. He understands why they do what they do. He understands where they came from. Yeah. He understands their heart, their mind. He understands everything. And what led them to this point and, and that's making what, these decisions. And that's what made me really just get, break free from everything. Amen. Now, that doesn't mean it's not a fight. Yeah. Like cuz that's the thing. Like that's why the Bible says like don't don't just get free, stay free. Amen. It's a fight to stay free. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because of the fact we're in our sinful nature because we're in this sinful world because you have sin just wanting to come at you everywhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're so born in your flesh. it's a fight. Yeah. But what I learned is I had to learn another thing and it's that every day I wake up, it's a fight, but that I'm not fighting by myself. Mm, so good like the lord has given me the power to wake up and fight against sin every day because of who i have inside of me amen which is the holy spirit that authority so you have to wake up understanding yo it's gonna be hard like yeah you know that's what it's meant to be the bible literally says like it's gonna be hard bro like you're gonna go through trials and tribulations on this earth you're beating your flesh into submission yeah and so you have to remember like i gotta go to that verse what's that verse the spirit my flesh does with my with my spirit. It's in uh, Galatians. It's Paul. I don't know yeah, which verse in, it is. It's though. in Galatians. Like, let me see. It's so good. Um, um, my flesh. Um, um, I do life. what I don't want to do, and I don't do what I want to do. I do what I don't want to do. Yeah, Paul. I think it's Gal- oh, Romans. Romans seven, verses. Uh, uh verse fifteen. Romans Rome. 7, verse Romans. 15. Yeah, Romans 7. Let's shoot. Romans, everything in Romans. I got it. It says, verse 14, We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. 
for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. This I keep on doing. Mm-hmm. Keep on doing. Mm-hmm. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. Verse 21. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. Yep. So good. And then the next chapter talks about life through the spirit. Yeah, that was Romans 7 verses 15 <laughs> through 20. Yeah, 14. 14, 14 through. through 25. Yeah. So good. And so another thing that helped me get free was understanding how messed up I am. Yeah. Like, because because of the fact that I came to Christ at a young age, I wasn't doing a lot of things that other people were doing. So what the enemy did was he tried to use that to build some pride in me to make me sometimes mm. feel like I was better than other people. Which I hear a lot of Christians say. Yeah. And it honestly wasn't even me because I don't like it. It was the people I had around me mm-hmm. that were feeding that to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Swinton, you're so good. Oh, my God. Bro, you have people telling you good. You need to get them out your life, bro. Like, because yeah. nobody's good. That's no, no, Bro, they lying. <laughs> you're they so li- good. They're lying to you, bro. That's crazy. You're so holy. You're so, bro, be quiet, bro. Yeah, no. You're lying. You're literally lying to my face. Yeah, And so for crazy. me, like, I never judged people. I never did all that. But the people that I grew up around did. Yeah. And so it affected me because, like, then I started thinking that I was better than other people because they was partying, but I was at home watching porn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I can I be honest? Can I yeah. be honest? Go ahead, baby. Be honest. Like for real, they was partying, drinking. I'm like, bro. Honestly, even even body counts. Everybody's out here smashing every chick, but because you were in relationships, you're like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I got but, a girl that I'm being loyal to. But I still while y'all felt, out here but cheating. I'm, but I still fell into sin, bro. I still yep. had sex, bro, with them. You feel me now? I, I wasn't wilding, but at the same time, I was wilding because I knew the Lord. You were wilding for your... For me. For your, that's what I'm saying. Like, what I had yeah. to realize is that not everybody's wilding is the same. Yeah. Because if you have the Lord and you're doing certain things, that is wilding. But they will tell you, no, you're doing good. Yeah, you you're have doing one good. girl. Because what You I, know, you're having sex with her as long as you wear condoms. Like, I, you're good. Like, bro, literally, that, bro, I, I was like... Bro, me and Ari were trying to get married, and it got oh to the point. God. We don't say names, bro, because we don't try to put people out there for real. But, like, yo, it got to the point where people were so against us getting married that they said, if you want to have sex, just have sex and put a condom on. Yeah, and then pray for the Lord to forgive you. These are Christian, bro. These are the people I was raised by for bro, real. Like, this is like horrible. Literally bad. I, 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 I. I um I I, I, I yo can't even can't, can't even, even like comprehend it. it like bro literally I'm not even gonna lie and I still like struggled with it a lot and still do mentally like understanding the depth of it but I remember I confessed the fact that I was struggling with pornography yeah and it was the people that I was raised by 
Yeah. And they looked at me and I told them I struggle with masturbation. That's the yeah. first thing I told them. And they said, oh, yeah. no, that's normal. They looked at me in my <laughs> face and told me that masturbation was normal. Yeah. But they, you then watch I mentioned porn. pornography and they said, oh, no, but you can't watch porn. <laughs> Christian people. Yeah. That I was raised by. Yeah. All that plays a factor into how you see things for real. Mm-hmm. And so even now to this day, like I can sometimes get tempted, like, yeah, bro, like just pornography is bad. Masturbation is good. Just masturbate. That's fine. Yeah. But the truth is, no, bro, all of it is wrong. Yeah. Because it's all out of selfishness. It's all out of what you can get from it. Well, it says don't commit any it sexual says, immorality. Like, yeah. that, that's defiling your body. Yeah, defiling your body. And if your act is not happening with your spouse, yeah. then that's it's just, not honoring God. That's it says not to honoring be holy God. as I am holy. Yeah, it's not, not honoring holy. God. And even if people don't see it as a sin, it still <laughs> is not beneficial to you. Yeah. So either way, you shouldn't oh, no. be doing what it. Happened? Okay. Either way, you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, like, I, I just really had to understand the depth of like, I am a mess. Yeah. Like people were treating me like the golden child because I came to Christ at such a young age. Yeah. And I didn't even ask them to do that. But that's what happens in the church. That's I'm going to check I, the camera. Go ahead. Keep talking. That's what happens in the church. That's And this is a long podcast, yo. So if y'all want to stay, y'all can stay. But we getting some stuff all our chest right now. <laughs> but like that's what happens in the church a lot. Is Is it recording? All right, how long does it say? We're at one hour and one minute. Okay, okay. Um, but that's what it says, like, in the church. That's what they say a lot. Like, what happens in the church is a lot of people idolize people. Mm. And a lot of people put you in a position that you're not in because they don't know you personally. Yeah. And what I ended up learning is that it's not about what a person perceives themselves as in public. It's about knowing that person in private. Yeah. And what happened was I met so many Christians. And if I'm honest, bro, if I'm being completely honest, I had them in my home where the world saw them one way. Mm-hmm. The world saw them one way. Yeah. And then at home, they were a whole different person. And it's really scary, guys. It's in like when I tell you the Bible talks about wolves and sheep clothing for a reason. Yeah. There are sheep in public, but then when they have certain people in private, they lash out at them. And then you're looking around like, who just hit me? And they turn into a sheep again. Mm-hmm. So you don't even know it's them. It's like a person's yeah. right here and you're turned around and they lash at you. And then you turn around and they turn back into a sheep again because they're hiding the fact that they're actually a wolf. Yeah. And so when you, you grow up around that type of stuff, like in church and family and anything you just learn to mask who you really you are. learn to mask it it, it it subconsciously teaches you because yeah. what i learned and what i thank god our daughter's going to be able to see is that you learn more based on what you see can i say something not what ahead, people okay. tell you like yeah. because someone could tell me wait till marriage to have sex but then they over there having sex or they've never done it so i'm like is it really possible to wait till marriage to have sex Mm-hmm. Because you haven't done it, and you haven't done it, and yeah. you haven't done it, and you haven't done it, and you haven't done it, but y'all all telling me to do it. Yeah. And y'all not even telling me how to do it. Yeah. Y'all just telling me to do it. Yeah. Come on, man. So good. I was going to say, people will make you water down your sin. Oh, shoot. That's why you think you're good. Hmm. People will make you water down your sin. And... 
I remember when I first met my husband, he would, I would tell him like, Hey, what's your testimony? Uh, you know, I've been living for Christ, you know, since I was 12, yada, 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 you know, the typical like Christian grew up in a church story. And he, he said that he knew God at a really young age, but that he struggled with some things. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, we all struggle, you know? What's the point that you're trying to make? The point is, is you will, <laughs> you will cover up your sin with the word struggle. Mm, yeah. And I remember like when I started to get to know you more and you would, you would be like, you would be not in a good place. You were just not in a good place, like emotionally or mentally, or like you were being really affected by the sin that you were doing. But I remember you would just tell me like, yeah, I just struggle. Like I just struggled or yeah, like I just fell or I because, just like I mean, did the main, this. The main reason why I did that with her is because I just met her, bro. I'm no, like, it's not bro, even. Like, no, because you still gonna... did that when we were dating and stuff, too. And it was when I was like, what does that mean to you? Like, yeah, the only person that knew really like what I struggled with was Gio. But yeah, that like that's what I'm saying. Like I. I was always but you're very not, but vulnerable. But what I'm saying is, like, you're not the only person who did that. Like, there's a lot of Christians out here who will say, like, yeah, you know, like, I'm just an imperfect person loved by Christ, or I'm just a Christian trying to live holy, but really you're struggling, and it's okay to say what it is that you're struggling with, to ask for prayer, that to ask it. for God to... Huh? I, no, I, I was going to say something. Go ahead. I was gonna say that's why I ended up really finding my relationship with God outside of church for real. That's exactly why because church is not church anymore. It's a mask party. Yes. That's all it is. Like the pastor acting like he got it together. Mm-hmm. Then you end up hearing a scandal later on. Well, I just heard apparently that one of the e group leaders like he struggles with porn and he's open about it. Like he's open about it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, like I'll go weeks without watching it, but then I'll just fall into it. And I don't know who this man and I don't know his story, but at least he's being honest with his group of gotta, pe- men that he's gotta, leading. You got to be honest, bro. Like he's like being you honest. To, you have to be honest because if you're not honest, then you're not going to be able to get real help from God. And you're not going to be able to get real help from your community. You're going to fall flat on you're your gonna, face every time. Yeah. Every time, because that's exactly um, Tim Ross. Tim Ross came out with a with a with a clip and he said there's a difference between lying and deceiving. Mm. There's two different things. Lying, there's no truth in it. Deception, there's some truth, but it's not the full truth. Okay. So what happens is the devil wants you to deceive people that you're struggling. Yeah. Struggling. But that you're not you're not struggling. But like, that you're good. But that you're okay. You're good. Like, I'm struggling so, so like everybody else you struggles. Think, you think you confess your sin because you said you're struggling. But the truth mm. is, you didn't finish the part where you said, I'm not good. Yeah, like I it's need, overtaking you I and need you need help, help and you need I prayer. I need prayer. I yeah. need Jesus. Jesus, I need you. Yeah. I, there's no way I'm going to get out of this right now. This girl's looking fine. This dude is looking fine. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to get out of this situation right now, God. They're hitting me up to say to come over to the crib. Yeah. If you do not intervene right now, bro, Bro, I am about to go over there and go crazy right now. I'm about to go stupid. And you're neat. I had people that I was texting and calling. I called him. Like, I called him asking him for prayer because the devil was trying to tempt me and to get me to fall into sexual sin. When we were not even dating, we were friends, friends. but we knew we liked each other. Like, I, and I prayed, and I I'm just still being with her. honest with him. And I, like and I that's how you her. know our marriage was blessed before it was blessed, y'all. We had that transparency and that honesty. That's how our marriage 
is the way that it is now where it would yeah. be honest with each other if i think somebody is cute or whatever not because i'm trying to think that but because the devil is just catching me on a bad day or a weekday where i'm not really like in my faith and i'm not like let's say She's me and him are good me. like most of the time the devil's gonna attack you when you're down mm-hmm. and so if i'm not able to be honest or transparent with my community with my friends with my family with my husband and when i say family i mean like followers of christ like i'm not just gonna go tell my cousins or my mom or whoever it is like i'm gonna tell people who i can really depend on and trust on and be like yeah man like this is what i'm struggling with yeah. this is blank period point period blank like and you have to laying it out and this is the sin that i'm struggling with this is another and this is why i need to tell you because if i don't tell you then i'm not going to be set free from it yeah like i'm not gonna be set free and that's another reason why i got re-baptized is because baptism doesn't mean you're never gonna sin again Mm -hmm. it means that what you the way you go about it when it happens is different yeah the way that you live is different yeah so good so for me it's not about like yeah i'm never gonna watch porn again yeah i'm never gonna masturbate. yeah i'm never gonna do this again it's not about that it's about saying before i get to that point i'm gonna be honest if mm-hmm. i get to that point i'm gonna be honest yeah. if it happens i'm gonna be because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna call a, on god I, i've always been honest but i'm gonna put up a fight yeah every day i'm gonna put up I'm a fight you, to baby. say i'm gonna put up a fight to say Lord, you know what? Because the Bible says, right? You are temp every person in this world is gonna experience temptation, yeah. but that he is always gonna provide a way out. Yeah. But the truth is is that the way out doesn't show itself until the temptation is there. Mm-hmm. That's what Pastor Stephen said last sermon. You're not gonna know the way out and then it happens to you. Yeah. It's gonna happen to you, and then you're gonna have to call on Jesus to show you the way out, or not even to show you the way out. He'll show you the way out, but you're like, how do I get over there? And, and that's when you—that's t- when you learn to tap into the authority that's inside of you. Like God is showing you that way because He knows that that is something that you can achieve. It's achievable, but do you want to achieve it? Yeah. Are your fleshly desires more than your spiritual desires? Yep. And when you're in your flesh, it's gonna be stronger, but. You're washed by the blood. Amen. You are sanctified. Like you are saved. You get to call on the name of Jesus when you have no strength or your soul cries out to God and you just start walking. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to just close my eyes and I'm going to just flee. It says, first of all, if you're in any sexual immorality situation, it says flee. It says to run away because you're not strong enough. You're not going to be able to withhold yourself. If you go on a porn website and you're typing it in, you're going to watch it, bro. Like if you're going to go on Instagram and scroll through girls pages, you're going to end up watching it. You got to go stupid. If you want to go into guys DMs and you're like, yeah, like you're cute or you asking for it, you want to like all his pictures. And then when he DMs you, like you're like, oh, no, I'm not going to respond. Like, yes, you are. And y'all are going to end up doing something. You're about to go stupid. You're about to meet him at the crib. (laughs) He in Miami and you in Ohio. Yeah, no. You're going to take a flight. You're going to end up taking a flight over there. Yeah, no. And then you're going to say, yeah, let's just go for lunch. Lunch, huh? Let's just go for lunch. And then what happens when he touches you Mm. or when he kisses you? Like. Guys, let's be honest. Let's be Can real. We just be like, like, come on, we've bro. gone through it, bro. And, and it's like everybody be like, I just feel like we're just saying right now what it is people be thinking or like people be wanting yeah. to say. But truth is, is that, bro, it took a while for us to get to this point because mm-hmm. like of the fact that there's a culture in church that they promote fake vulnerability. 
Yeah. It's like they want you to say you're struggling, but they don't really want to help you walk through anything for real. Or they don't want to admit that they have the same thoughts that you do. Yeah. Like they don't need or they're like, yeah, no, nah, I'm free from that. No, you're not. No, you're not. It's funny because it'll be knocking on your door the next day when you think that you're free bro, from it. Bro, that's a fact, bro. That's why you want to be bold and you want to be boastful. You want to be proud. God's going to be like, really? But that's All why, right. Tonight. That's <laughs> why the Bible says, right? It is by grace through faith that we have been yeah. saved, not works, so no man can boast. Amen. That's literally what it says in Ephesians, right? In Ephesians? I, I believe it's Ephesians 2. But, yeah, I like, it is by grace through faith. Yeah. That, um, I want to make sure we give you guys Bible. Um, by grace through faith. Um, yeah, Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. Okay, honey, you got it. Yeah. 8 through 9. Yeah. For it is by kindness to us in Christ. Wait, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not for yourselves, from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no man can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Amen. Amen. And so for me, like, I had to really, when I understood that too, like my salvation is not predicated on what I do. It is predicated yeah. on what God feels like he wants to give to me. Yeah. And the faith that I have to believe and receive what he has for me. Yeah. Grace is something that you can't earn. Mm -hmm. Grace is something that God decided to give. Yeah. So it's about having the faith to believe the God of the universe that is perfect wants to look at me and he wants to give me his love. I need to truly believe that and receive that because yeah. it's a gift. Yeah. It's a gift. Yeah. But so is the gift of salvation. Yeah. Like Jesus came down and died and he paid for it. It's like, so you don't got to work no more to get saved. Like yeah. you're saved. There's a sanctification process, but that sanctification is made perfect in christ amen god is making you perfect so if you're not in christ then you you're gonna fail and you're gonna fall flat on your face and you're gonna miss the mark every single time if you're not calling on the name of jesus calling on his strength calling on the holy spirit to come and help you in moments where you're weak it says when i am weak you are strong if you don't admit that you are weak if you want to say oh yeah i don't struggle with that no more no 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 you need to say, I used to struggle with it. It was a fight. It was a battle. And I thank God that he has given me tools to overcome it. Amen. And that I'm Give still, glory to God. And that I am still fighting it. I'm still going like, through it. I'm still fighting through period. it. Even if it's something that you're not fighting anymore, give glory to God. Give glory to him. Say, it is not by my works that I have been freed and I have been saved. Because there's things that God saved me from and freed me from that my mind doesn't even think about anymore. Yeah, real. But it's because when I prayed and when people prayed over me, God freed me from it. Like, it was poof, gone. Yeah. But it was because I can't explain what happened. God did it. Yeah. I'm not like, yeah, thank God I don't do that no more. Like, I feel bad for you. Like, what? Like, no, I used to be right where God. you were. Yeah. And it's it's because, like, when you're so focused on Jesus, you're not worrying about that stuff. Yeah. Like, I tell people, if you struggle with homosexuality, focus on Jesus. Yeah. If you struggle with, like, anything, like lust, if you struggle Murder. with anger, if you struggle with pride, if you struggle with not having self-control emotionally, if you struggle with... You know, jealousy, wanting to snap on people, gossip. jealousy, gossip, envy, anything, gluttony, anything. Focus on Jesus. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Keep your eyes people fixed on him. People make it complicated. Jesus is the only one that can 
help you be sanctified because yeah. he is the sanctifier. Amen. He's the one that sanctifies you. Amen. All you have to do is focus on him and you're going to fall and you're going to mess up just yeah. like a baby. When a baby tries to start walking, it don't just walk like an adult. Yeah. It walks and it falls and then yeah. it crawls and then it walks and it falls and it yeah. crawls and it keeps going down to get back up. And that's what the Bible says in Proverbs that a righteous man falls down seven times, but gets up eight. Yeah. It's not about falling. You're going to fall. Yeah. You have to. That's another thing I had to accept. I am going to fail. Yes. I used to tell him that, guys. I, was I like, had to accept that because for me, oof. I thought the opposite of what happened to me in my life was going to be fixed through being perfect. Mm. But what it was is it wasn't that I needed to be perfect. It's that I needed to be vulnerable. Yeah. And I needed to be honest and I needed to be present even when I didn't feel it. Mm-hmm. that's what it was yeah like because what happens is things happen but i said the difference between me and what men do that are that don't be in their children's life or their wives life is that i'm not gonna leave yeah yeah no matter if i freaking feel like it i'm yeah. no matter how bad it gets i'm not gonna leave and it's hard and it's hard it's hard women have to go through it men and why why is it not a gender thing because it's a spiritual thing yeah bro like like i'm not gonna leave even if i mess up so bad yeah i'm not gonna leave even if i feel like ari messed up so bad towards me i'm not gonna leave even if my daughter gets on my nerves i'm not gonna leave i'm not gonna leave because what happened is they didn't they didn't face what they had to face they ran from it Hmm. and so now the battle is mine so now yeah. I have to look at it in the face with the power and the hope of the Holy Spirit and say, me and you, this is the last battle you ever going to have with a generation after me. Amen. It's it's going to stop with me. Yeah. Period. So good. Because of the Lord, not because of me. And this that's is what, what you, this is what God has purposed me to do. And God has purposed me to be. You, when you remember, guys, like another thing I remember, bro, this all ties into these are a lot of things I just learned that led to me getting baptized. Again. I was going to say, that's what you proclaimed when you got baptized. Like you proclaim this day forward. Like I'm going to always fight every day. I'm going to show up. I'm even gonna fight. when I fail, I'm going to choose God fall, for the rest of my life. I'm going to continue to choose God yeah. despite anything that might be offered <laughs> to me or might come my way. I'm going to choose God. I'm going to choose myself. I'm going to choose my wife. I'm going to choose my daughter. I'm going to choose my family. Amen. I'm going to choose the ways amen, of God. Amen, amen, baby. Because for me, excuse me, what I realize is that a lot of you guys might understand this statement. Um, whenever, like, let's say, like, your parents or uncles or anybody is talking to you, they tell you, um, back in my day, that wouldn't have been able to fly because you weren't, you didn't grow up the way I grew up. I shielded you from a lot of that stuff, mm. right? And what they don't realize is that, yeah, you did better than the last generation, but your standard wasn't Jesus. Your Dang. standard was them. Mm-hmm. To and, be when, and when your standard is Jesus, you don't care about being better than the last generation. That's going to yeah. happen. That is naturally going to happen. Yeah. But when your standard is Jesus, your principles are different. The way you think is different. Yeah. The way you discipline your, your kids character. is different. Your character is different because you are thinking from a standard of heavenly things, not earthly things. And let's and just be honest. All of us are always striving to be more like Christ till the day you die. If you're like Christ, you're going to die. You're going to be dead. If you ha- if you breathe, 
that means you still have got work that God wants you to do. Yeah. Because the Bible says that he is faithful to complete the work that he began in you until he comes back. Yeah. Or until it's time for you to go to heaven. Yeah. So if you are still alive, there's still work to be done. There is still work to be done. So the standard will always be Christ and there's always something that you can get better. And if you feel like you worked on jealousy and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not where I used to be, honey. Amen. Praise God that you're not where you used to be. But you can still improve. Yeah. You can still improve. You can still Jesus. You can still get better. You can still be more holy. You can still be more like Christ. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know. I just felt like, you know, part of my testimony was the fact that when i met my wife she she gave me the room to be transparent and she didn't i didn't feel like someone was judging me like you know like i didn't feel like because so many times when you hold up this image you got to keep that image up yeah so so many people knew me as a person as a jesus guy right and i thought that if i were to tell them what i was really going through that it would discredit jesus and it would discredit me so what i was told to do is to not tell people but there was only select few people that I would tell what I was really going through for real. Yeah. Like, which was like my brother Gio, you know, and when I met my wife, my wife. And now I tell everybody because the truth is, is that the reason why I felt that pressure is because people were idolizing me. Yeah. And I wasn't asking them to. I'm like, yeah. At the end of the day, if you're looking at me to be the standard, bro, you're looking at the wrong person, bro. Yeah. The standard is him. It's yeah. not me. And that's what I feel like a lot of even pastors would understand. Bro, you need to just be honest about what you're going through. Because at the end of the day, if they were idolizing you, that's not your fault. The idol is Jesus. Yeah. He is God. And honestly, you being open and transparent breaks those idols. Yeah, because then it's like, you know, you want people in my marrying. I'm like, yo, I want people to. In your what? In my brain. Oh, in your brain. Yeah, I, I I genuinely want people to get disappointed by me once in their life at least. Yeah. Because if they never get disappointed in me, then they're going to keep looking to me. Yeah. But when and I that do- doesn't mean that you're intentionally going to sabotage no, yourself. No. It's just saying, like, you don't want to meet people's approval. You want to meet God's approval. Period. And a lot of people, if you don't meet their approval, then they're going to discredit you, cancel you, think that there's something wrong with you, and... They're going to have a lot of stuff that they disagree with you on. Yeah. And that's okay. We want people to disagree with us. We want people to not always agree. Like, if I had a yes man, like, I would be God. And honestly, another thing. And not even God has yes men. And another thing is this. If it ain't from this, I don't want to hear you. Yeah. If it's not from the Lord's word, if any advice you have for me is not from the Lord's word and is not based on biblical principles and is not Holy Spirit filled, I don't even want to hear it. Yeah. Because that doesn't mean I don't want to hear, like, be held accountable. But I'm not trying to be held accountable from someone that doesn't even know Jesus, bro. Amen. Like, because you don't understand the lifestyle that we're living. Yeah, and that's okay. If and you that's don't. okay. But at the end of the day, bro, like, I will still accept accountability from my brothers and sisters in Christ and from my authority and from yeah. my pastors and from my e group leaders and from other men in Christ. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and so I just feel like, man, like, the, the just kind of sum it up. Yeah, I was I, like, we could talk. We yeah, could I know, keep going. I know, I know, I know we're talking a long time, guys. So if you're still with us, shout out to you. But, um, 
all of that to say, like, that's just like kind of like a summary. Like, there's so many small details, but that's a lot of things that I have learned in walking with Christ for 10 years now that resulted in me getting baptized because, like, I just truly wanted to get baptized and come up knowing that I don't have to be a fake version of me. Like, I'm me. I'm Swinton. I was given the name Swinton at birth. If God wanted to give me another name, he would have gave me another name. Yeah. If he wanted me to be born at another time, he would make me be born at another time. If he wanted me to be less passionate, I would be less passionate. If he wanted me to be less energetic, I would be less energetic. If he wanted me to be less extroverted, I would be less extroverted. But the truth is, I came up that water knowing that whether it was all those people or if it was zero people in that room, Mm. that I still would have felt the same. And like that's the Amen. most beautiful thing. It's Amen. not about wanting approval from people. I can genuinely say I came out that water and I knew that I was gonna be honest with being me. Amen. Like just me, not someone else's version of me. I'm not trying to keep up with a version of some of what other people think of me, but being who God made me to be. So beautiful, baby. And, and and you did that because you had practiced doing it in your quiet place and in your own life. And in public, it was just a declaration in a, in a, how did you say that? Like a um confirmation of like what's already been done. done yeah, which is, the, which is what baptism is, yeah. right? It's an outward expression there of an go. inward impression. An outward right? expression. Yeah, like yeah. that's what a ring is, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm married whether I have this ring on or not. Yeah. But the world knows I'm married because I have this ring. It's the same yeah. thing with baptism, you know. Yeah. And so. So beautiful, baby. Yeah, man. So I'm just grateful, man. Just Guys, to be, give it up to my husband. <laughs> Let's give it up to my baby. I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be in this place in my life. Yeah. Um, I'm not perfect. I will never be perfect. And honestly, I've just learned to look me. in the mirror and say, that's okay. Yeah. Like that's okay like yeah like the lord loves me just the way i am he loves yeah. me you know and he he knows me and you know i know my wife's gonna love me she yeah. might not always like me yeah but she's always gonna love me you know that's a whole nother um podcast for another yeah. time and so liking and loving it's just having that i have that security man yeah, i can truly so say i now have that security i do a great job of giving you support Yes, you do. <laughs> Y'all probably gonna be like, "Dang, she sounded cocky." No, bro, she just cocky. No, I. You do. You I do. beat myself up a lot, but you I do. think I do you a do. great job of. You, she is the best you. wife ever. I have to constantly tell her every day because she's hard on herself too. Like I'm yeah. hard on myself, so I'm like, I'm the worst wife ever. Yeah, but um, you are the best wife ever. I so, love you, baby. I'm so glad too. that I was there to witness a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day in history. Yeah, with Eliana getting dedicated. Don't ask me what date it was, though, guys, because I am not good with dates. So go January ahead. January 15th. There you go. My <laughs> husband knows. I. I honestly am like the guy in the relationship. <laughs> Yo, good stuff. I don't know the dates. I don't remember specific details. I'm like, would that happen? Yo, like, uh, yeah, she's right though. I remember all the dates. I yeah, remember the first everything. day we kissed. Was August thirtieth. Okay. Oh. I have to like ask him ten times. Um, and then August thirtieth. The day he said he loved me was the same day, right? Yeah, yeah, it was the same day. What happened on September first? Sep- no, September si- September fourth. F- 
we spoke with my mom about dating oh september September 6th we actually dated yeah that was our date i know that one Mm -hmm. thank god yeah yeah but october he's really good with dates yeah man really good but uh yeah january 15th i'm never gonna forget that day man my daughter got dedicated with a beautiful baby dedication um hopefully we can show you like pictures and stuff through this but um if not yeah. check it out on instagram at the acasa's life you already know but yeah man um i hope that you guys enjoyed you yes. know like we put our vulnerability out there i I know i put my vulnerability out yeah. there i hope that thank you for somebody. putting your vulnerability out there baby no problem beautiful and we'll definitely make more videos like if you guys want to yeah. know like just the ins and outs of like how the lord freed me from pornography and um just how the lord freed me from caring about what other people thought about me or just being able to control my emotions like you know i can definitely talk about it i'm not ashamed i'm not afraid to i'm not also afraid to say that it's something that still comes knocking on my door that i gotta fight you know what i'm saying and i know i'm not gonna win that fight every single time but i know that the war is already won amen because of what jesus did on the cross amen baby so all right guys well i hope it's still recording um we have the camera flipped but thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast uh this is season two season two coming different living with christ yes season one was a warm-up season one was a warm-up but we here now man we got some content ready for y'all so i hope you guys enjoy these podcasts i hope that it gives you you give this video a thumbs up yes a like subscribe comment i hope that it encourages you to walk you know, truly and who God has called you to be. And Amen. just know that you God has never called one perfect person to be alive. Amen, so, guys. But y'all already know who it is, man. This is the Living with Christ with the Acosta's Life podcast, where we want you guys to walk with us as we walk with Christ. Through this thing called life. And we're out. <laughs>